Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is election day. We chose to record this week's sermon today before we know the results of of the election. The reason is I didn't want to be skewed in my preaching. I didn't want to, to, to lean one way or the other because the reality is the government isn't going to transform this world. If we're thinking that the government, politicians, are the ones who are going to create lasting change, peace, justice, opportunity in this world, we're mistaking ourselves. Politicians aren't ever on the front leading edge of change. They listen to the voice of the people. They listen to what it is that, that people are crying out for. And they, they make their decisions based on what's going to get them reelected. They make their decisions based on what their party wants to do. And so if we want change in this world, certainly we have to exercise our civic duties and we need to vote. We need to have a government to provide order and and structure for our society, but we're, we're mistaking ourselves, we're kidding ourselves if we think it's the government that's going to do God's will in this world. It's not. We're the ones, the church, followers of Jesus, people of faith, we're the ones who are going to bring lasting change into this world, and that change is not going to happen through policy per se. It's going to happen because we choose to live differently. I heard this phrase years ago, and it it has stuck with me. And and this year, I think I've leaned on this phrase more than ever before in my 30 years of ministry. What the phrase is, is work hard as though everything depends on you, but have faith as though everything depends on God. And what What I like about that phrase is it brings us and God together. I think sometimes we think everything is up to God. 
and we we pray for God to do things. God, you bring peace. God, you you feed the hungry. God, God, you help the poor. God, you 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 change the injustice. God, you you do something about global climate change. God, you you do something about poverty and and homelessness. And meanwhile, God is looking back at us and saying, "But that's why I put you there. You're there to feed the hungry. You're there to create justice." You're, you're there to promote well-being for all people. You're there to serve and to love and to be generous. That's why I created you. It's why I blessed you with everything you have, all of your gifts, your abilities, your resources. I'm counting on you is what God says to us. And we see this dichotomy, this responsibility of uh, our responsibility and God's responsibility in this, this passage we have today. We call this the the parable of the bridesmaids, the foolish bridesmaids. There were 10 bridesmaids and and their role was to to have lamps that they could light when the bridegroom comes. Now it's important that we recognize that in this parable, the bridegroom represents the reign of God, the reign of heaven. It represents that, that, that God is breaking into our world, that God is, is bringing change. God is bringing transformation. God is bringing new life into the world. And the role of the 10 bridesmaids is to point to it, to light their lamps so people can see it, so people can recognize what God is doing in the world. But five foolish bridesmaids didn't bring enough oil because we don't know when we're going to encounter God's reign. We don't know when we're going to see God breaking into things. And so we have to be prepared all the time, constantly. There's never a time where we can uh, uh, let down our guard because we might miss it. Now, don't think that the reign of God is this holistic transformation of the creation. The reign of God is like popcorn. It breaks in here, breaks in there. I was talking yesterday on on the phone to a family whose son died this past week, 24 years old, died in a car accident, tragic, absolutely horrible. And as the dad was sobbing, talking to me through his tears, he was talking to me about how he still feels his son's presence. He still recognizes that his son is with him. Even though he can't touch him anymore, even though he can't look at him anymore, he feels his presence. That's the reign of God breaking in. And so through that conversation, he and I were able to to really connect as we talked about love, and we talked about hope, and we talked about peace, and we talked about compassion, and we talked about forgiveness, all just within his relationship with his son. That's the reign of God breaking into the pain and the anguish of that situation. You know, God is really counting on us. Those five foolish bridesmaids, I I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they thought others would cover for them. I don't know if they, they thought it would be an easy job to point to God's reign in the world, but it wasn't. They ran out of oil. And they went to the other five bridesmaids and they said, you've got to share your oil with us. And the other bridesmaids rightly said, no. Now, I know that sounds odd because we teach our kids to share, right? We say that God, Jesus calls us to be kind and, and, and to share. And so on the face value, you say, well, why? Why wouldn't they share their oil? Well, think about it. If they take 
the oil that they have and they start divvying it, divvying it up to the others, they're going to run out. And then there's nobody to shine light. There's nobody to point to God breaking into this world. And so when you think about where is God breaking in, think about with, with our, our brothers and sisters in Haiti, how's God breaking in? When you've got uh, children who don't get to go to school, you've got the, these, these single mothers with five or six kids who can't feed them all, no access to health care. God breaks in when we show up, not with our money, when we show up in person and we love them and we walk alongside them and we build relationships with them and we let them know they're not forgotten. That's the reign of God. Oh, and by the way, we get school for the kids and we get health care for the family. We give them a tin roof on their house and a concrete floor and clean sanitation and water filtration. That's the reign of God too. Think about these, these families with family promise that are homeless in our community and they have nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. Many of them have been living in their cars with their children. When winter comes, they, they run the engine for a short time to get the heat on and then they turn it off because they, they don't want to use up all their gasoline. Very often the parents don't sleep so that the kids can. What we do is we provide a space for them in our church. We convert our, our facility into apartments and, and living space that's beautiful and wonderful. The reign of God is not that we provide them a space. The reign of God is we tell them, you matter. You're not forgotten. You're, you're not rejected. God is with you. God loves you. And, and we're here too. That's the reign of God breaking in. Oh, and by the way, we feed them, house them, and help them to, to have a future. You think about where the reign of God is for all of these families in our preschool dealing with COVID. You know, we, parents can't come in our building right now. They drop their kids off at the door. They come in shifts because we have so many, 150 kids every day in our preschool. And, and everybody has to wear a mask and temperatures are taken. But imagine if we weren't open. And those parents, they, they, they have to figure out how to balance caring for their kids and going to work. They need our preschool. They, they need th this, this support so that they as a family can function, but also what we're doing right now in our preschool, we're doing some teaching, but we're mostly playing with kids. The kids are playing. Why? Because this is a really stressful time. And play helps the kids to be emotionally, psychologically healthy. They'll get their numbers. They'll get their letters. They'll write their name. They're getting all of that but we're recognizing what they really need. And that's the reign of God breaking into a very difficult, stressful, crazy situation. You see, God is counting on us. And this weekend is our uh, Spirit Unleashed Commitment Weekend for 2021. And so how are we going to respond? I mean, I know that some of us, are all in and, and we're ready to do this. And, and we know that God is counting on us, but I'm concerned that others are thinking, others will, will fill in the gap. Others will step up. Others will bring extra oil, like in the story today. You see, the problem is when we think like that, we miss the reign of God. If you notice in the story, what happened to those five bridesmaids without enough oil, they had to run off and get more. 
and they missed the arrival of the bridegroom. And when they came back, they said, we want to, we want to come into the party. And the answer was, you've already missed your opportunity. The reign of God has broken in and you missed it. You weren't ready. You weren't prepared. You see, giving to abiding hope, participating in generous life or forward of faith, our spirit unleashed appeal. This isn't merely about money. It involves money. Don't get me wrong. We're asking you for money, but it's way bigger than money. We're asking you to open your eyes, to open your heart, to open your, your, your whole sense of being to God's reign in this world. We want you to be on edge all the time, looking and expecting God to show up. We want you to be empowered and equipped to be a vessel of healing and hope and love and compassion and forgiveness for this world. So that when your next door neighbor is in crisis, you know immediately the reign of God is about to break through. And I'm going to go next door and I'm going to, I'm going to be with my neighbor. I'm going to walk with my neighbor. I'm going to love my neighbor, serve my neighbor, pray with my neighbor. Because I know God's going to show up in this painful moment. When you're at work and the company's needing to make, to make some very difficult decisions and, and downsizing and people are losing their jobs, you know that the reign of God is about to break in. That God is going to show up in, in those people's lives in some profound way and you're there and you're ready to point to it. You're ready to be that voice of hope, that voice of a tomorrow, that voice that love and life win. That's what it means to shine light and to point to, to God's reign breaking into this world. Can you think of anything more disgusting or horrible or painful than the crucifixion? Jesus was, was beaten, he was humiliated, he was nailed on a cross. They put him up on this hill. He had two criminals beside him. And, and it, what good could come from that? What, what positive could possibly be birthed from that? It's horrible. But that's exactly the kind of situation where we put our heads up expectantly because God's about to show up. And on that Sunday morning, the rock got rolled away and the tomb was empty. God raised Jesus from the dead to show us that love and life win, to show us that God breaks into the darkest, most difficult, most painful places of this world and finds a way to bring new life. And what our job is, is to point to it, to draw attention to it, to let people know it's happening, to let people know what kind of a God we have. But God doesn't want us to show up a little bit. God doesn't want us to show up halfway. God wants all of us, our whole being, our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our education, our talents, our abilities, and yes, our resources. Because that's what God uses in order to break into people's lives and to create lasting change. So, in the mail, you should have gotten one of these commitment cards. One side says forward in faith and the other side says generous life. Forward in faith is our annual appeal and it's an income-based appeal. With this appeal, we, we challenge people to give 10% of your income to God's mission through abiding hope. If every single one of us in the congregation were to do that, oh my goodness, the work we could do, not just locally, but around the world. 
Generous Life is a two-year appeal. But this year, we've combined it just for one year with Forward and Faith because of everything that's happening with COVID and, 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 and so forth. But Generous Life is intended to be a sacrificial giving appeal or an asset-based appeal. This is above and beyond giving. This giving is based on you giving up something, sacrificing something, or liquidating some assets that you have and don't need anymore in order to support God's mission in the church. And what we're asking you to do is fill this, this card out and send it into the church. Or you can just go to our website, go to where uh, you'll see on the, the very front page for our website, a link right there to go to Spirit Unleashed. And you can do this digitally, virtually, through your computer. Let's set a record this year. This is the toughest year any of us have ever faced. It's the toughest year I've ever had in my life, and I'm 53 years old. I'm, I'm guessing it's been the toughest year, one of the toughest years you've ever faced too. But wouldn't it be amazing that the toughest year we've ever been through created the greatest generosity we've ever seen as a congregation? You see, God's counting on us. We're counting on God, no question. We know that love and life are going to win through Christ. We know that God is going to show up and break into our world. We know that. Our faith demands that. But are we going to show up? Are we going to be all in and making our commitment to abiding hope, not simply to abiding hope, but to God's mission of life and love for this world? Carrie and I are all in. Are you? God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen.